Well, I'm glad that you actually said that because it brings me to to a final touch point that I, I think is very touching when it when you when you talked about it is for the little girl that's interested in going into your industry with representation that may not be as optimal as it is right now, especially in the year 2022, but but thinking progressively and moving forward, what would you say would be your course of action when you're first getting getting started, starting out, thinking about going to grad school, choosing your trajectory, walking in this lane, what would be your, your greatest bit of advice to be successful in this field? I know exactly what that is because I speak to my little girl in me all the time. <laughs> and that is, you are enough. All right, all right, all right. We are excited today. <laughs> today on our podcast, we have a very special guest joining us and blessing our show, internal medicine physician and sports medicine specialist, Dr. Janika Benoit, officially known as Dr. J. She's the visionary behind the MedFitDo brand, and she's on a mission to help busy professional women reverse chronic illnesses with fitness and lifestyle changes. Welcome to the show, Dr. J. Hi, Armani. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's an honor. It's an honor to have you join us. So give us the rundown. Give us the rundown. What attracted you to sports medicine? Yes. Um, so, you know, initially, my, well, my primary specialty is internal medicine. Mm -hmm. So um, I first got into that. And really, it stemmed from, you know, this stems, this is the whole reason why I uh, created MedFit PO, the brand, really. And um, it was because, so I remember, you know, one specific day, um, I was, um, I had a very stressful clinic day. And so I could not wait to get out of there. I went to my place of solace and that was my bed. I had the covers over my head. And I was thinking to myself, man, like I am prescribing all these pills. And at this point, I feel like a pill manager. Wow. And I really wanted to... Um, help my my patients um, really change their behaviors and change their lifestyle and um, also find a way to maintain it for themselves. Uh, because as an internal medicine resident at the time, I saw many patients with chronic illnesses, type mm -hmm. 2 diabetes, hypertension, heart disease. And uh, I was also starting to see younger patients, too, who had it in their family. Wow. And there was, you know, there was fear about getting it, too, um, and just a lot of uncertainty mm. about it. And I realized there was a lot of victimization going on, like, oh, mm. you know, this runs in my family. You know, that means I'm going to get it, too. Um, and I'm scared or I'm unsure or, you know, I, you know, I have my, my aunt who, who takes insulin and I, I don't want to be on insulin either. So I saw a lot of that going on mm -hmm. and I was just like, man, like, how can I help, you know, these patients? And, you know, a lot of the patients, I, I worked in an underserved community. So a lot of them mm -hmm. you know, were black and brown patients mm -hmm. and, you know, being a, a black woman physician, I have a high sensitivity to, you know, things like that. You know, I want to see mm -hmm. my people thrive. I want to see all people thrive, but, you know, to, to already have so much, um, that has like uh, that has gone against us. It's just like okay, like how can I 
um, really navigate in this space and mm. improve the health of, you know, black and brown people. So um, I remembered a specific quote that I, that I saw on the walls of a osteopathic medical school that I was interviewing at as a pre-medical student. And the quote read, and this quote was from Dr. Andrew Taylor Still, who is the, the founder of osteopathic medicine. Mm. It says that the object of the physician is to find disease, any, I mean, it's to find health. Let me rephrase that over because I don't want to butcher this. The object of a physician is to find health. Anyone can find disease. Mm. And when, when that popped in my spirit, I was like, oh no, I have to do something about this. Mm. So um, I started on my journey, journey to figure out like how I can, you know, make this uh, happen. And I really, but not only I wanted to make this happen, I wanted to like, I wanted this to become like a brand. Like I wanted, I wanted this to be something that people can look at it's just like okay medfit do okay that's about health and fitness and lifestyle changes mm. and um medfit do is something that allows us to achieve fitness and health holistically because right. really it, it spans more than just the physical so so that's that's in right now in this in this fitness space in this health and fitness space you know it's more than just the physical right there's right. you know, the mental aspect um there's the relational aspect there's the mental aspect mm-hmm. so i really wanted to um like really break a ways in the health and fitness industry and show people that okay it's more than that it's all of this that's right you are a human being composed of mind body and spirit and we need to, you know, figure out to get your whole self healthy, mind, body, and spiritually. So, so I, um, you know, created Medfit Dio, and I started on my journey to, um, I don't like, you know, when I found my clients, like I wasn't even looking for them. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, but like, you know, like when you when you're supposed to do something, right? That's when right. God calls you, when God calls you to a higher place. That's right. He just, you know, puts puts what you need in place, right? Mm-hmm. So that's exactly, um, you know, what happened um, on my journey. And we could get into a little bit more of that. I want to spill all the beans, but um, yeah, so that's, that's how that came to be. Oh, we're going to spill the beans today, okay. I can assure you. <laughs> but, but it's funny that you led into that because my first question was really going to be, what would you say? Who would you say would be your ideal client? Because like you said, you know, in a lot of cases, you're not like you're going, you're going looking for them, but you have experiences coming straight out of the gate, serving un- underserved communities. But if you could actually create your, your, your ideal avatar right now, someone that's going to come to you with an immediate need, who would you say, what does that person look like? Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be, you know, just aesthetically, you know, is it the, the working woman that's working, you know, 40 plus hours a week? Is it, you know, the busy entrepreneur? Is it the nine to fiber that has, you know, three or four children at home that need to take care of a husband, all these other things? Like, how do you decide or how would you say would be your frequency of ideal clientele that comes to your, to your knocks on your door? Yeah, yeah. So this is a busy professional woman, um, whether it be, it be a physician, an attorney, an entrepreneur who is overwhelmed at everything in her work life. Mm-hmm. And so much so that she has, you know, neglected her health. 
Mm-hmm. And occasionally, sometimes, you know, she thinks about it then and there because she knows she has a family history of chronic diseases. She mm-hmm. has an uncle who has died of um, complications from diabetes. She has a, um, you know, mother who died from heart disease. So, and all of these things um, scare her, mm-hmm. but she's so scared where she can't even move because mm-hmm. she just doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know how to take the first step. And she had refuge in her work, mm. but, but she's neglecting, you know, her health. She's neglecting her fitness. Wow. And, um, so that's the type of woman <laughs> that I, you know, that I serve. It's just wow. really just a work focused woman who mm-hmm. take refuge in, in work. This woman takes refuge in work and they know that they have to get their health and fitness, right. They, they know that. Um, but they're, 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 they're scared. They're scared of, and they're scared of, you know, becoming like their mother who died of heart disease. They're becoming like their uncle who died from mm-hmm. uh, complications from diabetes or be, um, becoming like, you know, aunt who died of stroke. So, um, yeah, I would say that is my ideal client avatar. Wow. Wow. And it's interesting because I would say over the last couple of years, it's been a, an interesting walk for a lot of people. Not only has it been, you know, extreme damage to not only the mental health of being in a, a worldwide pandemic, but also, you know, most likely you have a lot of professional women that are very sedentary in their work. So you could be very neglectful and maybe attending to your health because you are sedentary. Your, your course of action may not be, you know, exercise every day. So you have to create a lifestyle around that. So my question would be to you, can you kind of give us the vision behind your habit method and how is it helping busy professional women lead healthier lifestyles? Because, you know, like you said, you know, health is wealth. You know, it's more than just the physical, it's the mental, if it's the physiological, this environmental. So how do you break those habits down to 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 really enforce that with your clientele? Yeah. So when I start with health and fitness, it's not me telling you what you have to do. Um, I first have to find out what your mind is like. Mm-hmm. And the first part of my habit method is health, H stands for healthy mindset. And in healthy mindset, we are trying to acknowledge or we are acknowledging what your limiting beliefs are Mm. because there are so many thoughts that we go through multiple times a day. But if we don't take the time to actually think about of what is holding us back, then we can't move forward. Mm. That's true. And then a um, stands for affirming and acting on new, new beliefs because from acknowledging your limiting beliefs, um, you acknowledge them and you have to create new beliefs for yourself. And this mm-hmm. is not something that is going to happen instantaneously. No. Um, but, you know, this part is a habit, right? just like the the the, the message um, um, states. So um, it's affirming new beliefs. So what limiting beliefs that you, um, you uh, what limiting beliefs you have, affirming new ones and then not only affirming, then acting on them, because it's, mm. it doesn't do any justice to just affirm them, but you also have to act on your beliefs. And it could it could be something so small. Um, so, like, for example, let's say, um, you know, your limiting belief is that, you know, you don't have time to um, for exercise. Right. Mm-hmm. You can um, go for a five minute walk. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. A five minute walk three days a week and mm-hmm. you make that a habit. Um, so that is affirming and acting on new beliefs. Then B is believing greater because Mm. once you make those, those habits and you, you know, you do them consistently, you will start seeing like, okay, well, what else can I do? Like I did that five minutes walking. Okay. Like, 
let me let me boost it up to 10 minutes. That's right. And see and see what happens. I is incorporating change. And mm. this part um allows for you know giving yourself grace because you know starting a, a new routine is is tough, right? But That's we right. have to we have to give ourselves grace in the process. So we have to be realistic about what our goals are be realistic of what we can actually accomplish so that we don't end up, you know, criticizing ourselves. Because I know mm-hmm. as a professional woman, <laughs> entrepreneurs, you know, we want to, we want to do all the things and yep. we, don't, we don't do it to a T. It's just like, Oh man, like I should have done that. Or like, I can't believe I didn't do that. And just like, you know, women, I mean, we're so awesome, but at the same time we criticize ourselves. Right. So that is allowing grace to yourself and allowing you to look at your schedule to see, okay, where your goals actually realistic. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you know, if if you haven't, if if you haven't really, um, you know, been exercising or been journaling, um, like for example, if that's a routine that you want to pick up, and this is uh, this is something completely new to you don't set okay i'm going to journal for you know 30 minutes if you haven't journaled at all you know that's right so you that's want right. to be realistic and also give yourself grace okay i'm human all right i'm going to reset i'm going to make a more realistic goal based on what i did not accomplish let me let me break it down into a smaller chunk and see if i could do Love that it. and Love then it. it's for transforming lives because that is my whole goal mm-hmm. in this to transform your life that's right while i was internal medicine <laughs> And I felt like God was calling me to a much higher purpose. I mm. felt like I really, um, you know, was called to this to this position um, mm. to to heal and to um, help people find their own health and fitness. Beautiful. So, um, yeah, that's that's my method habit. Beautiful. I mean, it's, it's powerful and essentially because through the entire inception of your method, the number one thing that came to mind is mindset. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is all wrapped around mindset. And sometimes, you know, in a lot, a lot of cases, we that's something we forget how important it is to tame your mindset to be into and to walk into this faith and walk into the light that you want to walk in. So it's very interesting that you talked about that. And so for the most part, I would say, just based off of your clientele, you probably provide expert advice to mainly women in most cases, but I can only assume that in some cases you may come across some men right? Men being in the sports industry, but also kind of going piggybacking off the internal medicine industry as well. What are some of the differentiators that you would say would be the differences between men and women when it comes to chronic illnesses and how they're being treated? Yeah. So I would say with the men, um, they really uh, like, they like really push things off to the side. Um, and it's really like their wives or the women in their lives mm-hmm. <laughs> that make it a point that you know they need to go to the physician mm-hmm. and women um they know that they have to make their health and fitness a priority and they will ruminate it mm-hmm. um and then try to neglect it but then mm-hmm. ruminate on it again and then neglect it so mm-hmm. i would say that's the the biggest <laughs> difference i i can say um between <laughs> uh, men and women just like as a physician it's like let me this is a funny story and this happens all the time so when i have a male patient who comes and they come in with their wife Literally, you would think it was it was the the, the patient is the woman because mm-hmm. they'll start talking to the man and be like, okay, all right, so his cholesterol, yeah, I look on the portal and his cholesterol is much higher, <laughs> and you know he hasn't been taking his medication. 
medication. I tell him every morning, he gets <laughs> medicine, but he has not been taking it. So, um, are you going to increase it or what? I'm like, um, okay, but I would like your husband to speak, please. Mm-hmm. So, I think, uh, you know, that's the biggest difference um, between men and women. <laughs> so, so what would you say would be probably a common myth that you literally want to debunk right now? when it comes to your industry and what you see as far as leading this lifestyle change, right? Yeah. Like what would be like, let's say your top two common myths that you want to debunk. Yeah. I would say the first common myth is that um, because I have chronic disease in my family, I'm going to get a two. Mm-hmm. That's number one. And number two is that um, I'm going to end up being on medication. Mm. So those are the two common um, myths that, mm. you know, I'm, you know, debunking with MedFit Geo. <laughs> mm, that's right. That's right. I love that. So you, it sounds as though you've had such, such success just being in this industry. You love it. You know, you love the people that you serve and the impact that you're making. What would you say is up next for you? What are you working on now and how to grow your brand moving forward? Yeah, so right now, moving forward, I, you know, I see myself being an icon in the fitness industry, just like, Love it. there breaking, we go, like shifting waves, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, just moving and shaking things all around. Uh, and also, you know, the fitness industry, the, the sports medicine industry, it's, it's a, it's very male dominated as well. Yes, yes. So, um, you know, I just want to make some ruckus. You know, <laughs> I like it. Bang some, bang some pots and pans. I like I'm it. Trying, I'm just trying to um, um, bring some noise, you know, with some flavor That's out right. here in the streets. And right. um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, what my vision is, it's really just changing um, the fitness industry, changing mm-hmm. what the fitness industry looks like, changing who is leading the fitness industry. Um, I noticed that a lot, a lot of, what you see in fitness right now is centered around vanity. You know, the snatch mm-hmm. waist, the big butts. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I want my waist to be snatched too. Okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, there are also bigger stakes at, at, at hand. You know, chronic disease is, you know, something that I focus on um, because cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death in the mm-hmm. world and in the United States. And mm-hmm. um, as you know, like, um, black people have higher propensity of getting cardiovascular disease. Mm. And I actually hate seeing statements like that. I Mm. hate seeing statements that, oh, black people are at higher risk for this, or black Mm. people are high risk for that. And um, every time I hear statements like that, it makes me cringe. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was trying to find what my purpose was, you know, I asked God, I'm like, God, like, what is my purpose? Reveal to me what my purpose was. Mm. And um, in doing so, like, I heard God tell me um, that, well, if you're so mad about it, why don't you do something about it? And I'm That's like, right. Bruh. Disrupt the industry. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I know I asked you, but um, <laughs> I didn't expect that answer. So, <laughs> so, that, so that is really, you know, my mission. My mission is Beautiful. to change what the fitness industry um focus on focuses on i want to bring chronic disease into the conversation into the conversation showing Mm -hmm. that you know health and fitness can help prevent chronic disease so that we can help prevent cardiovascular disease and also showing um you know the world that fitness is holistic it's not just physical it's holistic Mm -hmm. so that's my mission i love it i love it so from that perspective 
if you could give like our listeners one last bit of advice, what would you tell them? How could they give their lives a promotion? Their give their last promotion. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, tell me, break that down a little bit. So I always, you know, my tagline talks about building the foundation to your brick house, and really, it's a metaphor. Your brick house may be your kingdom, your you know, your body. In your case, it's your body. It's your health and your your fitness. Your brick house may be, you know, what your house looks like at home. Your brick house may be how you raise your children. Your brick house may be how you build your business. Your brick house may be how you build your career. In this instance, is how do you give their lives a promotion from a perspective of taking more control of their their health and their wellness and their fitness moving forward? Okay, I got it. Okay, <laughs> so I would say um, center your life around your values, mm. right? Um, the the women that I work with are you know very uh, busy professional women, and they get so self absorbed into the work, and it's so easy to um like not have that 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 grand vision for your life and your grand vision Mm. is centered around what your values are that's right right? so it's first identify what your values are number one because Mm -hmm. i feel like when we're going and going and going we don't stop to think "Hmm, what do i really value is it integrity is it is it leadership um you know is it honesty Mm -hmm. um is it uh you know compassion Right. Mm-hmm. So find out what those are and then operate in that. Your life That's will right. become so much better. Your life will be, my life has become so much better because I learned to identify my values and I'm now walking on it, so mm-hmm. walking in it. So just to um, let you know, so my, my one of my values is integrity. So my so my thing as a physician is that I want to be able to, you know, practice what I preach. Mm-hmm. So, and I also thought about how can I do that in magnitude, mm. right? How can I do that in magnitude? Right. Because I real, I know that, you know, my reach is not just in the clinic. That's right. There's so much, there's so much, so many more people that I can reach, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, okay, if I'm going to operate integrity, if I'm mm. going to practice what I preach and I have something really good to say that I'm going to, um, tell the masses about it. I'm going to tell the masses about, you know, their health and fitness and how we, you know, have to move away from being the, uh, the self-absorption into work and really operate in our values so Mm -hmm. that we can move forward to our grand vision for our lives. Mm. So, um, so yeah, I kind of went, I get really, uh, Come on, bring the passion on. I hear it. I hear the passion. But yes. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you actually said that because it brings me to to a final touch point that I, I think is very touching when it when you when you talked about it is for the little girl that's interested in going into your industry with representation that may not be as optimal as it is right now, especially in the year 2022, but but thinking progressively and moving forward. What would you say would be your course of action when you're first getting getting started, starting out, thinking about going to grad school, choosing your trajectory, walking in this lane? What would be your, your greatest bit of advice to be successful in this field? I know exactly what that is because I speak to my little girl in me all the time. <laughs> and that is, you are enough. Mm. Period. Period. Mm. Um, 
So, and I say that, and I know that this is something that a lot of black women experience, especially if you're in the professional spaces or, you know, achieve a high level of success. Mm. What happens is that the higher you go, you know, the less you see of yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. And when that happened to me, um, you know, as a young woman, uh, you know, in college, going to medical school and becoming a physician, I started to compare myself against my white counterparts mm-hmm. and started to think that I was less than them. Mm-hmm. You know, I questioned, you know, my, I, my knowledge. I questioned if, you know, I was smart enough and mm-hmm. I identi- identified myself against them. Mm-hmm. Wow. But what is so important is, you know, knowing who you are. And, you know, I'm a woman of faith. So for me, like my identity is in Christ. That's right. And I am God's daughter. So I am mm-hmm. dope. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so I, so that is my identity. Mm-hmm. And because that is my identity, I'm enough because he created me. Mm-hmm. I'm enough because I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm enough because he gave me purpose. So for anyone who is, um, questioning their ability, you know, is questioning their dreams, who's questioning their, their knowledge, their education, their, their background, everything that you, that you've gone through, um, is for a reason and you're here on purpose for purpose. So you are enough. You're enough period. Now that's how you wrap up a show. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, so much, so much for joining the show today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Um, Just give the listeners, just, you know, let them know where they can reach you, include your social media handles, how they can partner with you, learn more about your vision, your brand, what you're doing in this industry. How can they connect with you? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at medfitdo. That's M-E-D-F-I-T-D-O. And in my bio, I also have my YouTube channel and um, what else do I have? I also have a league magnet um, for five tips to increase your motivation to exercise with type 2 diabetes and hypertension. And um, yeah, so that's what I have. And oh, and if you're a busy professional woman who has family histories of chronic disease and you are scared of inheriting those complications that you think you're going to inherit, like your family members, I also have a Calendly link um, in uh, my bio as well. And you can schedule a 30-minute discovery call to see if we are fit together. Beautiful, 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 wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. J. There you have it. This is another episode. This is your host, Armani, and I am signing off. Peace. <laughs>